everybody to episode two of our podcast. We are reporting live from the coronavirus bunker. <laughs> my name is Chrissy, and this is my esteemed colleague and platonic life partner, oh Mr. God. Jeremy Wallace. Jeremy. I'm about to strangle him because we accidentally uh, erased the first half of this podcast, so we're actually re-recording um, and no taking one cares. two. We're taking two. No one cares. I guess they don't. Uh, before we get into it, I wanted to give a thank you and a special shout out to our one follower. I'm the one follower. We, it, you're not the one follower. <laughs> we have a follower out there. Very exciting stuff. Shout out. Please tell all your friends. Be sure to spread the word because we have a lot of exciting topics that are on the docket. On the docket? What are we in court? On the docket. Jesus Christ. Uh, what are we talking about? Go to. So, all right. When we first started this podcast, we had a list of topics all fleshed out for future episodes. But what we didn't realize was that we were starting a podcast approximately two weeks prior to the apocalypse. No one cares. So this is what we're talking about today. <laughs> we're talking all things coronavirus. No, we're not. There's going to be some other stuff in that. No. All right. Well, what, what do you want to talk about today? I want to talk, Jeremy, about how you're doing with our little, uh, he's my cellmate. Oh we're Sally's. God. We're Sally's. We're Sally's. And is that I, how we talk? What are you in prison now? <laughs> I do watch a lot of lockup, and that's what they call each other. Sally's. Oh my God, you're so white. Uh, yeah, I'm really getting on his nerves, and he is actually starting to lose his grip on reality. It's what day two, day three, and um, so I'm working from home. He's uh, and I work we'll say for an- furloughed. Oh my god, yeah. And so I'm working on the couch next to him while he's been watching a marathon of the West Wing. And I noticed today that he's actually started to talk to the characters <laughs> in the show as if he's part of the show. I'm going crazy. He's losing his mind truly, and it's kind of hilarious and frightening to witness. Why? Because I'm trapped in this house with you. And we, we're on day three. How the hell are we going to make it? I do all the cooking, all the cleaning. I do everything. I'm potty training our three-year-old. And no, we're not together. Yes, I'm single. Ladies, <laughs> it's all yours after this coronavirus is done. I release him back out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's what I wanted to talk about first and foremost. We are doing the best that we can to help my parents out. They are elderly. My dad is 86 years old and my mom is 12 years younger than him. So obviously, oh, and we are in California in one of the Sacramento. in one of the viral epicenters. So, you know, seniors are all quarantined. Everyone's quarantined here. But especially <laughs> you know, them, they need to be careful so they don't they don't go out at all. And so in the mornings, we've been um, bringing them the newspaper because my dad like. insists on reading the San Francisco Chronicle, old school style. It's funny um, to see him at the computer reading the newspaper and trying to flip the screen. We're like, <laughs> it doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. Dinosaur, go. He just, he just, you know, he's been reading the Chronicle for the last like 50 years and uh, it's, it's an important part of his day. So we go out early in the morning to Rayleigh's to buy like one of the 10 copies that they have um, delivered each morning. And so in doing this, we noticed the first day that everyone was supposed to be quarantined all right so i get up and go to work i work in san francisco in the bay area and uh when i get up in the morning i stop at the gas station i get caught blah 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 blah. 
Well, when I turn to get on the freeway, it's packed because there's the 50, 80... Uh, Interchange. Split. Split. So we get up <clears throat> one morning and it's like, all right, everyone's supposed to be social this, social that. Social distancing. And uh, freeways are packed. Gas stations are packed. Everything's packed. It's like... Are we overreacting? Are we underreacting? We felt like a couple of What the of hell's suckers. going on? We thought it's that like, quarantine okay. meant quarantine. We saw people walking the their dealerships, dogs, jogging Yeah, around. but you know what? The, the dealerships are closed. All these, all these things are closed, but I think to myself, there's more essential people that have to work in this country than there is non-essential. And I'm thinking, okay, so the people that get to stay home are what? The fucking people that work in tech or the startup companies like who I work for? Or, okay, office the car jobs, dealership, basically. office jobs. Oh, construction workers. We've seen so many construction oh my God. workers out. Try to get those guys people to quarantine are, themselves. Good luck. People are still remodeling <laughs> their houses. Oh, and yeah. it's like It's like, I get, you know what, Chrissy? I understand why they want... Social dis. I understand why they want this to Absolutely. work. Absolutely, but it's not gonna work, people. It's if you don't stay home, and you can't stay home when you gotta feed your fucking kids, and you're a construction worker. It's like, how are you gonna stay home? And then, then we've got our president wants to say, ah, oh, well, we're thinking about giving you maybe a thousand or a little bit under a thousand. It's like, okay, that's a bottle of Grey Goose and some mixers in Vegas for six hours. It's like that's not going to help us, you know. We need, we need big money, and big change, and we're not going to get it. Okay, not taking it government. back down to a local level, another interesting <laughs> thing I've observed is that there Gunther's. are places that are staying open by way of technicality. Yep, Gunther's. That's exactly okay. What if you say. sell food, Gunther sells ice cream. I drove by there because uh, I was trying to get a haircut in Sacramento, which is absolutely freaking impossible. I had to go to Rockland. Thank you. Um, Gunther's <laughs> was open. Quarantine. Yeah, well, I had to Shit. get a haircut because I thought I had a date. Uh, doing what? my part to quarantine. I'm lying. Oh my god. Jesus Christ, I'm lying. Okay, so ice cream shop, an excellent ice cream shop. Because by the way, that's an essential place to be open. Is still is or at least was as of a couple days ago still open. And then you have you know when it comes to the professional jobs, which jobs are classified as essential and which jobs aren't, and where do All we the- draw the line, and how do we you well, know, all the dealerships are closed. All the, yeah. But the service and parts departments are staying open. And then they say, well, you don't want more than 10 people. It's like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the shop, a mechanic shop. But I'll tell you what, there's more than 10 people at a dealership inside a mechanic shop and all the people running around. So it's like, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's not really working as well as I think they wanted it to because there's, there's more essential than there is non-essential okay yeah i mean that's a theory definitely you know i mean it's- and if you don't want to you know if you don't want i don't know it's it's so stupid people are losing their jobs people are going crazy stop buying toilet paper oh my god and stop buying up all the bread you guys are making this so hard on the elderly and the other people it's like calm the hell down it's like okay we're not scared of the coronavirus it's like i'm scared for elderly people to get it yeah sure but most of the times it's like 
I'm scared of the people who are scared of the coronavirus. Those are the people out there. Panic oh my God, they're panic and, buying and yeah. robbing people. And some poor lady got beat up at Rayleigh's. And I know they actually have a police officer parked out in front of Rayleigh's now to sort of monitor their senior happy hour. The early <laughs> morning, it's open to senior citizens. And now they've got a cop stationed out there because I guess apparently. Someone got robbed. robbed? Oh, yeah, and these guys dressing up in white suits coming around saying that they're taking a census, which is done through the mail and online. Uh, They're robbing people. And it's like, I made it very clear on Facebook that if you come to my house, three or four of you, and you're dressed up in all white, and you're trying to take a census report, and you push open my door, you're going to get fucking shot. Period. You can't do that. I mean, any one of you guys that has a concealed weapon for California knows that any more, three or more is a deadly weapon. And I'll tell you what, these guys better relax because I, I've, I've seen, uh, we tried to go to a, a target range and buy some ammunition. I have a Glock 22, which is a 40 cal. And I was like, you know what? I'll buy a couple extra boxes. Nope, out. Oh, and what's crazy... Completely out. I mean, I wasn't going to go off on panic this subject, bu- no. but what's interesting... Hold on a second. Not panic buying toilet paper? These guys are panic buying guns and ammunition. The, can I... Yeah. yeah can you, I say something on oh, that? Oh, of course. <laughs> Jer- he's going off Speak on a Jeremy Or tangent. forever hold your toilet paper, fucking morons. Jer, uh, what I wanted to comment on was that it's funny that, like... All these people are... It's not just ammo that people are stocking up on. It's people trying to purchase guns reluctantly for the first time ever. Oh, my God. And realizing, wait a minute, there's a 10-day waiting period. And it's like, yeah, you have to abide by this. But I need my gun now. Shit. It's like, this is not... (laughs) So you're going to be a first-time gun owner, like... Now that's kind of frightening. Like and all who, the first-time and, gun yeah, owners, yeah, and all the first-time gun owners, happy and terrified. And it's all the Asians. And oh, it even Jesus. came out on the news. It's all the Asians because, oh, because they're the- scared that the Americans are going to go after the American Asian community because Asian y'all American. started the fucking coronavirus. Oh my god! It's like. There is a very people calm down. A very real fear yeah, there of racism, and we saw that happen after nine eleven with with Muslim people and Arab people getting beat up. And it's a very you know, and it's, it's a, a real, real thing. fear that and they want sucks. to protect themselves. I understand that it wasn't that. their fault. Oh no, it wasn't. It was well. Now this is where we can get into it because um, I think this is sort of where we left China. off when we had our technical glitch. We were talking about... You're a technical glitch. Excuse me, <laughs> Mr. I know how to use GarageBand, but then I ended up recording over 30 minutes of an episode. No one cares. I could strangle you. They care. They care. Um, but where we left off originally was that we were talking about how hilarious it was listening to Donald Trump. So we're trying to stay away from the news or at least like consume it to a rational degree Oh, um, by the way, it's but President we have Trump. been, yes, the dawn. We have been watching, uh, quite entertained by these um, presidential press conferences. And we've also been watching the press conferences given by our esteemed uh, governor, Gavin Newsom. Um, 
But the President Trump wants just this guy. He's just, <laughs> I mean, say what you'll build, you will, but he is entertaining as hell. And yes, we were laughing yes. about how one of the reporters asked him, hey, uh, Donald, what, what do you say about... Um, you think, what did they say? They basically accused him of being racist because he called it, he referred to it as a Chinese, uh, a Chinese virus. virus. And then he turned around and and he says, well, it's from China. He said, I call it a Chinese (laughs) virus because it's from China. (laughs) And the way his lips moved, like, oh my God, his mouth movements are just freaking hilarious. China. He's, I've never seen a prison like this before in my life. He just He's doesn't a give a shit. He's son of a bitch. And you know what? You guys, I don't I care. I, I, I don't fucking vote because by the time it gets down to me and say what you will about me or Trump or whoever, or whoever, I don't care. Okay? But listen to this. This is the time where we need a cocky president. We need someone just to say, you know what? Screw you, screw you, screw you, and screw you. This is what we're doing. We're going to close shit down. We're going to lock everyone up. Yes. We're going to make a stimulus package. We're going to do all this. He's, He's trying. Yeah, yeah. But guess what? It's not the president, people. You have to understand that this has to go through Congress. I mean, okay, a president can veto and do this and that, much. but it still has got to go through Congress and Democrats, Republicans. Okay, Everyone's got to vote. Get, let's not get it. I mean, I want to keep it light here. I all don't right. want to get too much into You know what politics. we should do? Here's I what we mean, should so do. So much is the humor of... I mean, the the dude's got to make some difficult decisions. That's for damn sure. But, you know, so too do the leaders of every nation at this point. I think where we left it off, Jerry, was that you were talking about, well, I started going off on the wet markets. And, Jerry, you were making a comment that um, we need to keep... Well, about jobs. It's like, listen, we're not self-sufficient. We've got toilet paper and ketchup and... And mustard and, and fucking this and that. Everything comes from China. Our dependence on China. Everything comes from China. <laughs> okay? And here's, oh my God, they hold all of our money. If you guys know anything about Forex, you know that China's got trillions of dollars that they could cash in at any time and bankrupt our economy. Um, but you know what? We need to, if we, okay, let me calm down for five seconds. If we could... Be self-sufficient as Americans and make our own shit here. Everyone says, well, it'll cost too much. Yeah, but if we make more, hint, hint, to the politicians, if we make more, we can spend more, okay? It's like if we're making $50 an hour, we don't mind paying $5 a gallon for gas or $10 a loaf. It's all relative. We need to keep the jobs here. So, yeah, I want to keep jobs here. Um, But I don't know. Chris, you want to talk about the wet markets in China? Yes. Yeah. um, uh, A little bit of... Little bit of a divergence there, but yeah, I wanted to take a minute to talk about these wet markets because I don't know if you guys have seen the footage. And I was going to uh link, uh, they did a 60 Minutes Australia did a very interesting, um, and insightful piece of where they actually toured these wet markets. And I'm gonna link it in the episode description so you guys can check it out yourselves. It's just 
insane. These markets, they have, uh, you know, we all know that there's a big trade in exotic animals, but these markets are essentially, I don't know what you would call it, like an open air butcher shop where you can procure any sort of meat okay, that imagine, you want. Imagine going to Denio's Farmer's Market and Auction <laughs> and go. walking down the rows and every row is dogs and cats and bats and snakes. Slaughterhouse. Huge ball pythons and red-tailed boas and dogs and puppies and kittens and all this shit. Domestic all these exotic, and exotic. Yeah, all this exotic and domestic animals. Yeah. And then you say, okay, well, I want a hind quarter of uh, a Labrador. It's like, what the <laughs> oh, fuck Jesus. is wrong with you? It's, it's you know, it's crazy, and and it's it's yeah, it's essentially an open air slaughterhouse. And but this has been you pick going them out like you're picking a lobster. But this is tank. this isn't anything new, Chrissy. No, it's not. This, that, is, this is what brought SARS on. Well, okay, we we can't blame the people of China for not educating and not putting a regulatory act on <laughs> the things that you eat. You know, they've got 1,405,000,000 and some change as of this morning. And, you know, that's a lot of people. I understand you've got to eat stuff. But my God, why doesn't the Chinese government uh, have some sort of regulatory act on how they do this. Why? I have no idea. Probably the same reason they have a billion and a half people. Um, it's really bad and it's disgusting and it shouldn't happen. Well, but we can't blame the people. We can't go out and say, oh, I'm fucking China, man. No, it's the government. It's not the people. The people have been doing this from day one. And if we try to blame the people, that's us being racist. And we don't want to be racist against China because, you know what, it's not their fault. It's the government's well, fault for not educating the people properly and changing their process. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, to that end, it's not just China that has these wet markets. It's other countries. Um, Thailand, I understand, has m many of them. Lots of different Asian countries have these wet markets. And I mean, we may say it's barbaric, but you know, but it's how we, they've we, lived I their mean, whole lives. So who are we, who are we, we to have say that? Factory farming. You know? However, the problem comes in because they're combining different exotic and domestic animals in confined spaces. So you'll have a cage with uh, bats next to a cage with a with a snake next to a cage with dogs so so these species these different species are combining their um pathogens i don't know if that's pathogens. the right word to use and they're creating these new viruses that ordinarily wouldn't have the opportunity to jump to humans so they said like with the covid19 for example it started with the bat and then it jumped to another animal, some sort of a weevil. I don't remember what the other animal was. And then from there, it jumped to the humans. So these wet markets are creating the perfect Petri dish for viruses. The more you stir a pile of shit, the worse it stinks. So yeah, we don't want to be racist, but at the same time, we have to call these things out when we see them. And, and maybe as, as a world, we could put the pressure on China and other countries that are doing these wet markets. What what else do we have today? Well, Let's do something different besides besides just Corona. China and Corona, and we've well, got to have something. 
better to talk about. I mean, that's what everyone is talking about. It's on. Well, I was going to talk about how we are restructuring our family machine as we work from home. <laughs> oh, Lord. Because that's like an ongoing issue. We are. Uh, if you get a chance, refinance. The Fed rate is lower than low. Uh, yes. I'm refinancing my Jeep next week. Correct. Um, well, let's see. I was going to talk about homeless folks. I was going to oh, talk okay. about... Okay. Yeah, all right. No, no, no. Stop, oh, stop, 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 stop. Okay. Here, let, let, let me just get this right out of the way right now. I'm... It. it I, I get it. Okay. Um... I under I'm not against all homeless people, <laughs> but listen here it is: we spend billions and billions and billions and billions and trillions of dollars over the last decade on the war against drugs, which we're losing miserable, Ugh. miserably losing. Always have been. Um, you know, the I don't know if you guys know this, but Oakland and San Francisco, and now in Sacramento, they're. Uh, the state of California is collecting uh, hotel rooms by the hundreds, by the thousands, and they're putting the uh, most susceptible into these hotel rooms for free, which I agree with. Um, I, I don't believe that you should be uh, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old and on the street. And I know that 90% of this or more uh, is... Uh, uh, you know, these guys have some pretty severe mental issues. I I think that we should be pouring money into getting the homeless off the street. But which homeless? Well, we need to start with the ones that are mentally unstable, the imbalanced ones, the ones that with the accesses that I can't even, uh, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin, how to diagnose one of these people because I'm not a fucking doctor. But here's the problem. We give them medication they get on their medication, they do good, they see themselves doing good, and then they take themselves off the medication and get back on drugs and alcohol. We, we need something or someone to put something in place that helps them stay on their medication. Because when they're on their medication, they're actually trying to be productive um, and live a normal life. The drug addicts and the alcoholics, eh, fuck them. I don't care. Throw them in jail. Do something with them. But the ones that truly have problems and want help and want to get on their feet are having these mental issues, and we don't have anyone to keep them on their medicine. That's the problem. Well, I, I know mean, this firsthand. I wanted to talk about homeless in the way that we have a challenge now containing this virus among the homeless population in California. Um, but oh I mean, God, but I we know. can talk about homelessness in general. We both have a lot of, and, and this, let us know in the comments if you're interested in hearing this as like a future episode topic, because we can dive into it. Both Jeremy and I have extensive experience, uh, both volunteering and working with the homeless population. We lived in San Francisco. I lived in San Francisco for about nine years. 
He lived with me there for a year before, oh, sorry, two years before we moved out to Sacramento. And he actually worked in the time that he was in San Francisco. He worked as a private security guard whose job was essentially to herd the homeless away from the businesses that he was charged with, with, with uh, securing. And, and it essentially what he became a homeless outreach officer in doing this and formed relationships with a lot of these folks. Um, and my experience with the homeless comes from living in the Tenderloin, living in one of the worst homeless epicenters in, in you know, the United States, arguably, San Francisco, holy moly. That, I mean, I could tell you stories that would make your... Man, Skin crawl. Yeah, I, I think we really need to dedicate a whole separate episode to this, Jer, because we could just really get into it. And yeah, I think we it's will. something that people I mean, are interested we'll get back in. If to you it. don't live in a place like San Francisco or, or downtown Los Angeles, Skid Row, like people find it fascinating and it's something that we lived, um, especially well, here, when me, I lived across from Glide Memorial, which is a famous church in San Francisco. You might have seen it, for, you might remember it from uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Um, I lived across from that church for, for quite a while and um, our balcony was looking out. Well, it was a fire escape, but we used it as a balcony to smoke. And we looked directly down onto that church where they were giving. Well, you know what I want to touch on because I think you're going on about this. Listen, yeah, I know. Here's what I want. Here's what I want to touch on. You know, I'm hearing a lot too that uh, you guys are getting uh, sad and depressed and committing suicide and thinking about suicide. You know what? This is a time where. It's not your fault. It's not your wife's fault. It's not your fault. It's not your kid's fault. It's not, it's China's fucking fault. And we can, it's okay to go bankrupt. It's okay to lose your home. It's okay to lose your cars. It's okay to lose your job. It's okay to lose your money. Um, This is a great time to restart. Um, There's going to be a lot of things out there that can help you. And I know it's going to be hard losing your Mercedes and your 5,000 square foot house or whatever. Um, but or even just your apartment, or even just I your mean, apartment, this is leveling I mean, the playing field. We're all sort of financially fucked right now, but in a weird comfort, in a weirdly comforting way, we're all in this together. I mean, truly. yeah, and we can all start over together. I mean, yeah, it, this is not a big deal. You guys, it's like, don't make it out to be a bigger deal than it is. It's like, yeah, if you get sick, there's an 80% chance that you're just going to float through it at home. Uh-huh. I mean, if you're older and you have underlying health issues, yeah, you're going to have to treat yourself a little bit different and you mm-hmm. shift, you're automatically shifted over into a different category. But for millennials and, and the Gen X's, um, you know, we don't really have a lot to worry about. We will survive and we'll come out of this. We have to keep calm. Mm-hmm. Be firm, fair, and consistent, and don't give up. You can never, ever, 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 ever give up. You just have to deal with it. It's like, at the end of the day, if you want to say, fuck it, I'm going to go buy a $1,000 sailboat, and I'm just going to drop anchor somewhere, and it should actually almost be a relief because you have an excuse to get out from all this debt. You have an excuse to get out of all this stuff and you're not gonna be a loser. You're not gonna be a failure. No one did this to you, but a fucked up government in China that didn't regulate uh, shit that needed to be regulated. Yeah, for I real. guess what I'm saying is just, it's not, it's not, it's gonna be okay, you guys. Just 
We'll get through you know? it. Uh, we, yeah, we, me and Jeremy were just talking about like some crazy shit that we've been through. I mean, this is certainly unprecedented, but the two of us have been through some hard, hard times. And so, yeah, we have. Wouldn't you say? So, like, yeah. Um, a couple of like one other thing I wanted to mention um, before we kind of start to wrap it up. Uh, Jeremy has a new toy. Oh, yeah. And it is pretty rad. Uh, I don't know if you guys realize this, but there is an RC culture that exists out there. Grown men with these RC cars. But we're the only ones that can afford them. Well, yeah, because they get pretty damn expensive. But, Jared, tell, tell them about your new I bought a, remote control uh, car. I bought a Traxxas slash VXL two-wheel drive. And, uh, of course, I Tim, the tool man, tailored it. Uh, I went all aluminum, metal gears, uh, 3S LiPo battery. Thing does, like, fucking 70 miles an hour. It's a lot of fun, you guys. Find something, buy something that you're going to have a lot of fun with. Uh, our daughter Summer loves it. I love it. Chrissy loves it. Uh, we take it out on the street and race it up and down. And uh, just find something to keep your minds busy and find something that is fun. You don't have to stay inside all the time. You can get outside, go jogging, take a walk. This is a time for you to exercise, eat better, spend time with your family, have lots of sex. Don't get divorced. <laughs> It'll be okay. You're being very, very inspirational to, or motivational, I should say, today, Jer. I just wanted to mention, though, this car, and I'll put a picture up. Yeah. Uh, it goes like 80 miles no, per hour. No, 70. It's insane. Like, you guys don't even realize this, this is a remote control car on crack. It's pretty cool. I got well, you buy them. Here, here's what you do. You go down to your local hobby shop and you buy one of these yeah. things for like 500 bucks. Yeah. It's, and then you put another three expensive. or 400 into it. Yeah. And then you break it a few times. And every time yeah. you take it out, it costs you 20 bucks because you fucking broke something. Yeah. And he's always got to Tim the Toolman <laughs> tailor it. So he's adding more power than what it could handle. He's broken this thing several times now. He powered it up so much that when it took off, it would just immediately spin into like a, a wheelie. Like it immediately like lifted off the front wheel. Like the front wheels lifted off because it was going that, so. That's a wheelie. It couldn't dong. handle how fast. No, it can't handle it. It's it was too much. going. It was too much. Well, I said, too reel much. it back, Jeremy. Reel it back. <laughs> too much is good much. Listen, yeah. you guys, we're going to wrap this oh, wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. wait Before we wrap what? it up. What do you want? I wanted um, listeners to weigh in in the comments on whether we're overacting, whether we're underreacting, what your experiences have been with this coronavirus quarantine. But also, um, I thought it'd be fun to do a vote for the next topic. I've got three topics that we can do for our next podcast that are potentials. Number one, blind taste test. Um, and this will be exploring how sight has a close relationship with taste. Specifically, Jeremy here boasts that he can tell the difference between a $2 bottle of wine, a $12 bottle of wine, and a $50 bottle of wine. So I'm going to put him to the test. If you can't tell the difference between a two-buck chuck and a bottle of Caymans, you're a fucking moron. Well, well what? there's other things that I also wanted to test you on besides the wine. Oh, God. I'm going to do <laughs> top shelf. Vodka versus 
like Gilman's or what's that generic shit know. that they sell? I don't drink. Um, I only drink top shelf I, shit. I was going to do maybe like generic Cheerios versus the brand name or some sort of generic product versus brand name. And then also generic, here's a big one, generic mouthwash versus Listerine because it's the exact same ingredients. No, it's not. Like, yes, it's the same ingredients. All right, you wait, you know what? We're, we're not done with this. Let, let, let me tell you. Yeah. I lived in Hawaii for years and one of, I did copper. And one of the places that I did a lot of copper on was the man who owned the flavor house for Monster Energy Drinks. Okay? And I would talk to this gentleman extensively about flavoring and why generic uh, has the same ingredients and it tastes different. These companies don't go to the same flavor houses. The flavor houses? Is flavor that houses, yes. <laughs> All right, Monster is Monster. But get this a separate company called The Flavor House owns the rights to the flavoring for Monster Energy Drinks. But if it's okay. the same, okay. No, listen, it's not the fucking same. Corporations do their own flavoring. They have different ways of manipulating the flavor. Then, yeah, you're right, the ingredients are the same. But the flavoring is completely different. I just they use completely different things. No, it is, and I'm going to prove it to okay, you. Okay, well, so that's, to- oh, that's potential on on. topic number one. I'm leaning in that direction. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Topic number two is... Uh, I wanted to do a piece on ASMR. Is it legit or is it bullshit? Oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you, can you can fall asleep listening to Ozzy Osbourne or you can fall asleep listening to a fucking cricket in the middle of the room. It's, it's, if, it's all about how other people's minds react differently to different sounds. And it's, it, oh God, it could get be, me started next time. It could be a placebo time. effect, but apparently there are sounds uh, I mean, people make a handsome living filming yeah. themselves just whispering seductively into the microphone, for example, or running their fingers across the tines of a fork. Is it tines? Yes. Yeah, or a, a comb, rather. Bullshit. Like, I don't know if it's true. My, my, my friend David said that he Hold on a tinglies second. down his back. You I know what? Okay, tinglies. You want to experience the tinglies? I need a good tingling. Okay, then turn on fucking uh, uh, Americans. Got talent or grit, Britons, whatever. Listen to those things. Okay, Ooh, yeah. you get tingles. It's because that's what turn. That's what turns you on is from what you hear. So of course, some douchebag is going to come in and say, "I'm going to run my hands across the drapes and charge you twenty dollars," and you're going to be like, "Ah, Johnny, I want to fall asleep." Bullshit. It's not just about falling it's asleep, though. Different. No, fucking. It's well, it's bullshit. We're gonna we're, dig oh, into we're it. Gonna get we're into gonna that. dig into it. Okay. And then topic number three, um, and this is just a wild card that I just thought of. Um, our experience sharing a three hundred twenty-five square foot shitty ass studio in San Francisco, which and is now here, going yeah. for. $2,800 oh, a month. Ridiculous. We had but rent control at 1000 We should we, never gotten rid of yeah, it. But yeah, whatever. we both, I mean, we live in a comfortably large place now, but we both have experience living in tiny spaces. And Jeremy no, lived, we're not together. No, it's that's a whole other topic. But Jeremy lived aboard a small boat for several years. I've lived in tiny spaces studios. I much prefer it. It's cozy to me. We both love small spaces and people are, I think, fascinated by 
you know, these they have these programs now, Tiny House Hunters and all this bullshit. Oh we've my been God. there, we've done that. We want Tiny we will, House. We you know, tell that's you the like farm to fork. It's like that's farming. We've been putting farm to fork since yeah, for the last two hundred fucking years. We used to call those um, trailers. Tiny houses. We used to call. Uh, yeah, we used to call that. Uh, you're damn near homeless. And now all these rich people want to go out and go. I spent fifty thousand dollars on my tiny home, and I'm so happy. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I lived on a twenty-seven foot sailboat with my girlfriend and her daughter and a fucking dog for three years. That's tiny home. Okay, so topic number one: blind taste test. Topic number two, ASMR, that's sound therapy. Topic number three, our tiny shitty studio in San Francisco. Let us know in the comments which one you'd like to hear about. That's that's all I have to say, Jeremy. Anything to add No, to you it? guys just hang out. Um, don't worry about all this shit. It's going to blow over. Yeah. Um, that's it. You and guys just have a good night and stay safe and don't trip. And in the words of Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves and each other. All right, you guys. Have a good night. Bye.